The information contained within this podcast does not consider your personal circumstances and is of a general nature only. You should not act on it without first obtaining professional financial advice specific to your circumstances. Paul Atherton is an ex-Wall Street advisor on a mission to help young people win back their financial power, wealth and security. He does this by helping them understand the hidden world of finance, risk and investments, helps them figure out how it impacts them and to seize the opportunities to make it work to their advantage. This is Paul Street Journal. I'm here this morning with Paul Atherton. How are you today? I'm very well, Tim. Thank you. That's good. Uh, I'm just sorting out the indexes and things that I'm looking to invest into, but mm. shouldn't I be looking into just investing into wholly Australian assets or what should I be, how, how should I invest in different areas, if, if at all? Yeah, so I think the area looking at, which you're kind of hinting towards is, diversifying and you've probably heard this a lot in investment everybody says you need to diversify 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 and there's a good reason for that because diversity well diversity is king i mean if you look at the most successful economies on the globe because they're very diverse they've got different ways of earning earning income for the country they've got manufacturing they've got uh, high tech they have commodity driven you know it's a complex um, a complex economy a diversified economy will um, will win, and the same goes for companies, and the same goes for your investment portfolio. And well, why is that? Because economies and the world economy and the local economy go through different stages, and doing those different stages, there are different winners and there are different losers, and good luck trying to predict it. And that can, can th- th- those changes can come on rapidly, and you're as an investor, you don't want to be moving back and forth on this all the time because then you would be a trader. Um, and I used to work with traders and that's all they did every moment of the day. And we're investors, you know, we want to put it aside and, and, and um, let the money manage itself. Also, the, 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 in terms of diversity, a very good diversified portfolio has excellent risk rewards. So, and this has been proven again and again and again, that the the returns against the risks are very, very, very much in favor of a diversified portfolio. Okay, so now that I won you over in terms of diversity, what does it mean? Well, I think this is not very well understood, to be, to be honest. And I think of diversity in terms of three different factors. So let's go. The first factor of diversity is the one that most uh, investment professionals uh, will talk to you about, and that is asset diversity. So literally, how much should you be in stocks and how much should you be in bonds? Right. So if you're a, and, and, and if you went to a, um, if you went to a, a financial advisor, you would be required to fill out a risk profile, a risk questionnaire. And at the end of that risk questionnaire, it would tell you, because it would ask questions like how would you feel if you lost 20% of your portfolio? How long are you before you retire? How long are you willing to wait before you need that cash? And ask these type of questions. And at the end of it, it comes out and says, are you a balanced portfolio? Do you need a balanced portfolio or do you need a growth portfolio? Growth is more aggressive. Or are you very conservative? The more conservative you are, so say safe, uh, your more bonds you'll have in your portfolio and the less stocks, the more aggressive you are, the more growth orientated you are, the more stocks 
you'll have in your portfolio. Now, the thing is, and this is very important for listeners, most people passively do this. So their superannuation drips nicely into their uh, their super account. They pay no attention to it. They take the default account. They take the default everything. And the standard default balance is a balanced portfolio. Now, a balanced portfolio is someone I would suspect should be closing in on retirement. Certainly, probably their 50s. That's more likely to be a balanced portfolio. So if you're in your 20s and you've got a balanced portfolio, it's wrong, right? You should really, really look at that. But that's where you'll be. If you haven't managed it, you'll be in a balanced portfolio. Okay. So that's diversification via the assets. So you're you're in stocks versus bonds. And that's a basic and that's a good thing. So maybe we've rebalanced you, uh, Tim, out of uh, a balanced portfolio into more growth. We've got more stocks for you. Now, here's where it gets a little bit tricky, and I think people um, often misled or misunderstand, and that is that you can believe you have diversity, you can believe you are risk-managed, but you can be massively concentrated in a sector. So the next level of diversity is sector diversity, and we're just talking about stocks at the moment, your investment in the, in the stock market. So if you only invest in financials, you're not diversified, right? When do financials do well? Do financials do well in booming markets, in a booming economy? They do well during low interest rates, like we are now in a booming housing market. Banks do well, but during a downturn, Banks do terrible and very poorly, and you need to keep an eye on that. And that's not diversified. So if you're all in financials, you really need to look at sector diversity. You might want to look at what stocks do well during a downturn. So during the, um, if you remember Brexit, sterling or the pound went down significantly. But guess what? Over 50% of the FTSE 100, which is the uh, British UK index, rely on their income from overseas. So they did tremendously well. So those companies did very well during what is considered generally, not by me, but by many, as Brexit as being a very bad thing for the economy. But those companies that earn their income outside of uh, the United Kingdom in non-sterling and non-British pounds have made out tremendously, done very well. And you could look at the returns. Just look at Just take your time. Have a look at the FTSE 100 since Brexit. It's done fabulous. So different sectors, different areas do well, different different stages of an economic cycle. And there, there are very easy ways to diversify through sectors. The third way of diversifying, and this is uh, a little bugbear of mine, which I try and push people to look at, is that we need to think about how diversified internationally you are. And I think Australians in particular are very concentrated, uh, ergo very lacking in diversity, very concentrated in Australian in Australian stocks. So if the Australian economy does poorly, you're going to suffer. That's not diversity, right? You haven't diversified your risk at all. So what do you want to look at? There's a lot of other countries that do tremendously well. So if the Australia suffers, for example, if we had a very big uh, commodity down, downturn, the Australian economy suffers, but the United States economy might be doing gangbusters, or the UK economy, or the European economies, or the emerging market economies. They may all be contrarian to the Australian 
uh, economy. Why, why wouldn't they be? Why, why would they be correlated? So international diversity, I think, is very underlocked and uh, certainly something I, I use. So the three areas of diversity is through asset classes via stocks or bonds. The second is through sector. Are you all in the financial sectors or the commodity sectors or the um, any of the industrial sectors, or et cetera? And the third is uh, how, how diversified are you through various countries? And I would encourage your listeners, Tim, to look at all three of those diversities. Is there something to be said? I think we as Australians are very proud of our own country mm. and, and mm. trying to invest in our own uh, in our own country, yes. in our own economy, yeah. uh, to achieve some sense of autarky or self-sufficiency. Yeah. Is there anything to be said of if everyone were to tomorrow diversify internationally, mm. would the Australian economy just collapse like a flan in the cupboard? Or N- uh, Not likely. I think, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's, yeah, it is a curveball. I, if everybody went to the bank tomorrow and to withdraw money, we'd be in trouble, right? Uh, everybody at once took money out of out of the stock market and put it into another company, we would be in trouble. It's not the way it works. Luckily, us human beings don't do everything coordinated. Um, so the answer would be, if it all happened at once, there might be a problem. It might be a serious problem. Never never thought about that, Tim. But, but uh, if it happened slowly over time, it wouldn't be a problem. Certainly wouldn't be a problem for the investors. Excellent. Well, that, that sounds promising then. Well, thank you for coming in today. Great, Tim. Thank you. Paul Street Journal.